very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And, uh, you know... Um, the uh what we're what we're what we're facing right now is a lot of disclosure and uh the things that are coming out and being revealed about covid's new origins you know wuhan it turns out that uh um senator uh uh, the, uh i'm drawing a blank on the name but he was correct senator holly i think it was um was correct and um yeah, Josh Hawley uh, was correct about where it came from, the origins, Wuhan, right? So there, it's just now starting to come out. There was a new report, uh, and it's classified. The report is classified. Um, but we knew all along that it was a bioweapon. We knew this all along. And we were told we were conspiracy theorists who came up with that. And it just had me thinking about this, uh, you know, the, the whole climate hoax and the whole COVID hoax and the whole uh, agenda, the tw- Agenda 21, but the agenda nonetheless. And one of the things that had me thinking about, and I, I tweeted this out, was the New World Order. And the new world order that's going to really end up with, with a lot of problems and despair for Americans, and that's when we lose our the the dollar as the standard. We're going to have to really earn it, and we we are not earning it. But what the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab's agenda is? What is it all about? And I was trying to figure out a way to crystallize it. And I saw this meme, and I talked about the meme last week. And I said, the Paris Climate Treaty, right? Tell me again how this helps the environment. Tell me again how it helps the environment. If the Paris Climate Treaty, where you had two smokestacks before it, the treaty, 
And you have one smokestack in America without the treaty. But in China, you have three smokestacks before the treaty, but then you have six, uh, double, right? Six smokestacks after the treaty. And I'm going off of a meme here. And in India, you have only two smokestacks before the treaty, but now you have nine smokestacks after the treaty. So India is going to benefit and China is going to benefit with manufacturing. Huh. I wonder why that is. Why do you think that is, folks? Because that's where the population is. They Both, both countries have 1.4 billion people in it. 1.4, 1.5 billion. And they're trying to shrink that number. And they probably tried to shrink it with a bioweapon called COVID. Because we're learning more and more that COVID really messed with women's menstrual cycles. And so the, the uh, amount of babies that are being had, uh, born are, have shrunk dramatically ever since COVID. Sudden death syndrome has shrunk, uh, has, has happened. People are coming down with cancer. They're dying like, you know, they're just dying. Every day you hear about three new people dying from Hollywood or some celebrity, some young person dying suddenly. So they're the same people that have been saying all along, you should listen to them, that we want to reduce the world's population, that that there's too many people, that people are having too many children. Maybe that explains why they're pushing this LGBTQ because last I checked, two women can't have a baby. Uh, they can if they mix with a man. Two men can't have a baby. They can adopt. So you get the idea that pushing same-sex marriages and same-sex family units has a positive, if you're them, if you're the World Economic Forum, if you're the globalist, has a positive thing going on about population control. And they're using climate to move populations around. They're opening borders to move populations around. They're not just opening the border. They're actually saying, we'll pay for your education. We'll give you free health care. And we'll give you a start in life. We'll give you more money than you've ever seen in one time. Just come. We will let you in. And we open the border and all of a sudden all these people are coming in. And guess who's footing the bill for that? You know the answer. So when we engage in this war against the pandemic, who's paying for it? The middle class. Who's profiting? Pfizer. And who's Pfizer aligned with? The World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. And what are they pushing? Corporate and, corporate and government pandemic control. WHO already says we're going to su- supersede your constitution when it comes to pandemics. 
So now we're going to have this constant pandemic that's going to require constant mail-in balloting and constant ballot harvesting to rig elections. Because nobody wants what they're selling, so they got to rig the elections to sell, keep on doing what, keep on trucking. See, they got to rig the election to keep on trucking. You see what I'm saying? It's all connected. So I wrote this tweet. I said, the new world order and the climate hoax is all about population control, exporting manufacturing to slave labor workers in China and India, where all the people are, all the slaves. It's all about slave labor. The new world order is all about slave labor. So I want to read this tweet again. The New World Order and the Climate Hoax is all about population control exporting manufacturing to slave labor workers in China and India. Now, open borders to import slave labor domestically. Who's going to run that dishwasher? Who's going to mine? Who's going to plow that field? Who's going to work that slaughterhouse? Who's going to dig that ditch? That grave? Who's going to work the vineyards? Who's going to do all that un, uh, undesirable work? Who's going to build those buildings? Who's going to work with their hands? And who's going to do the landscaping for your yard? They're all migrants. They could barely speak English. Half of them don't even have citizenship. But they're all working mowing that grass for who knows how much money they're making but it's not much and it's probably under the table half the time and the government that we cannot trust is turning a blind eye to this criminology this criminality this criminality it's it's what it is the new world order and the climate hoax is all about population control, exporting manufacturing to slave labor workers in China and India, open borders, opening borders like our southern border to import slave labor domestically. Who's going to change those sheets in the hotel? Who's going to do the maid work? Who's going to do all that stuff? While moving populations to inner cities, like herds of sheep while confiscating land. Who's buying up all the land? Who is? Bill Gates? Who's manufacturing the synthetic beef, the bioengineered beef? Is it Bill Gates? Beyond beef? Something like that? Beyond meats? Yeah, that's what they're doing. Who's injecting vaccines into our food? Who's experimenting with bees and wasps and mosquitoes to spread vaccines to the people that don't want them. And that's the problem, is it's in our blood supply. It's, it's, in, our, it's in the mosquitoes. It's in the breath that you breathe the air molecules. It's called shedding. The thing about the so-called vaccine is it was never really a vaccine. It was an mRNA. And so they said, well, there's 
to, in order to be a vaccine, you got to have you got to have the ingredient of the virus. You got to have the virus in the vaccine. That was always the case. When you take a vaccine, you're actually getting a dose of the virus and you're building an immune to it. And one of the unique things about this so-called vaccine was it was never really a vaccine. It was an mRNA. It, it sort of infected your DNA. But the problem was it, it, it wasn't really a traditional vaccine. And that's why it was not very effective. And, but on the positive side, the flip side is there was no, there was supposed to be no shedding. They said early on that there was no shedding. It was it was not shedding. Shedding is when, because there was a study, I think it was smallpox, and there was a hockey team. And this was going back about 15, 20 years. And there were people that never got the, they were isolated, and they were, never got the virus. And there were some people that got the jab, got the vaccine, and they were able to give the smallpox to the unvaccinated and uh, healthy people that never had the virus. They got the virus from the people who got the the jab, the vaccine. And they got it through shedding because in the vaccine was an element of that virus. And so when they breathed, it came out of their mouth and it was shedding. Well, we have a clip that's going to show you Dr. McAuliffe is suggesting that uh, people are getting COVID from vaccinated people. Vaccinated people are spreading the virus. But yes, this, this, this movement, this whole movement about climate, what people need to understand is it's about population. The whole Paris climate thing is about slave labor. It's about shutting down manufacturing in the West, which, again, nobody ever asks the right questions, like Greta Thunberg. She never, ever talks about China or India or Mexico. She never talks about it. But if you did talk to her about it and you were to ask her these questions, she would have to give you the answer that there's just as much CO2 emissions or, or you know, as, be- as ever before, probably more so now because the man- manufacturing is being concentrated into countries with huge populations like India and China. So they're, they have the manpower to do it. Because they have 1.4 billion people that need to work in order to eat, right? So it kind of makes sense that where population, where people is a commodity, where people are just like peasants and ants, they're just dots. They're just little pieces of sand. That's how much they're worth to the governments that control them. Not to you and me but to to their governments. They're nothing but little granular pieces of sand. They're just a commodity. They're being used as tools. That's their existence and lot in life under communism.
So these people are abundant. So therefore, they work the manufacturing plants in China and in India. Whether it's telecommunications. I mean, literally, you could go to a drive-thru at McDonald's. And you could say, hey, may may I take your order? And you say, I'd like a a Big Mac and uh, fries and a Happy Meal. And you don't even know it, but that call was taken from a call center in India who had a screen and punched it in and next thing you know the order was placed and the burger was made and you drive around and someone hands you the bag and uh, you pretty much already paid for it with your credit card so you know it's it, and, and that's that's the way it is and if you're paying cash you know someone's there to Take your money. So someone's there to do the order, but the order taker was somewhere else. You thought you were talking to a person that was in that store. And in in a lot of cases, that might be the case. But in a lot of cases, it's not. It just depends on how they're set up. And we're moving, moving way more toward AI and artificial intelligence, which is scary as could be, and kiosks. Because of this, you know, out of control inflation, out of control salary requirements, thanks to the world economic, thanks to the globalists, thanks to the left, thanks to the government spending, causing inflation to go up. You know, the economy, good news, bad news, people are still buying, which is going to make the Federal Reserve continue to increase its prime rates. So we're going to have huge, a huge uh, interest rate when we buy houses, which is going to eventually catch up to us. We're going to eventually be in, in the economic situation that we were in the late 70s under Carter is where we're heading. High interest rates, high inflation, uh, melees, Government weakness, paper tiger stuff. We're going to be back in that era. And there's, there, we're going to need someone like a Reagan to pull us out of it. But that's where we are. And I just want to say, too, that... Um, oh... I just wanted to say this. I had a couple of posts I made over the weekend that I wanted to cover. And in part, um, the theft of the middle class, right? Like, for example, Biden pushing Russia to the edge, to the brink, right? Well, Russia is now getting out of the START missile treaty, right? That START missile treaty, START 1, START 2. And they're getting out of the missile treaty. So where we just got through COVID, now we're dealing with what? What are we dealing with now? Ukraine, right? So we just got done fighting COVID. Now we're fighting Russia and China? We just got out of COVID where Pfizer took all the money and gave it to the World Economic Forum and gave it to the media control to control the media and their narratives. 
and they just killed off all the elderly that was basically now turning to uh, depend on their government that they paid into for their whole entire lives. So the government no longer has to foot the bill for their huge health care expenses and Social Security because COVID was like a like a gas chamber, like a filter, where it killed off the weak but kept the strong. Would have made Hitler really proud because Hitler only wanted blonde hair, blue eyes, and healthy, strong people that had a certain way about them. All the weak were gassed to death. All the people that were undesirable, the Jews, whatever. He didn't like them, and he killed them. Well, today we have this uh, a fancier way of killing off the weak, and that, that's in the form of a very clever pandemic. There was a bioweapon that was made in Wuhan, we now know, no one would admit it years ago. If you said it, you were a conspiracy nut. But all of a sudden, it's true. This week, we found out that that is true. That it came from Wuhan. Now, did the America bury that story because they wanted to not upset China? And they didn't want to upset the WHO, who is in bed with China? There's a lot of politics going on, but now China's getting in bed with Russia and they're infiltrating, uh, they're impeding on the success of Ukraine and they're, you know, they're basically, um, you know, and, and again, it's all about oil. The oil pipelines running from Poland or the oil pipelines running out of the Middle East, out of Iraq. Protected by, you used to be protected by ISIS. We've talked about that. And Russia was a competitor to the Western oil supplies. And Germany and Russia were aligned. And Russia was a thorn in the West side because they were taking up all the business in Europe. They were going to basically have a better relationship with NATO than America had with NATO. So, of course, this conflict starts. Now, China came out with a 12-point plan to end the war in Ukraine. And guess what? The United States is not going to like it. And, of course, we know the, the play is going to be that, oh, we want Crimea back, too. And, of course, Russia is going to say, no, we're not giving up the 20% of the Donbass region that we have. And we're not giving up Crimea. And that's never that's a deal breaker. And, of course, we're going to... We're going to go ahead and demand that so that Russia doesn't agree to the deal and we can continue to blame Russia for everything. And Russia is never going to agree. There is a plan to avoid World War III, but they would rather go to World War III than to give Russia what they want and make this thing go away. But the reason why is because, again, where COVID was a theft of the middle class to the World Economic Forum, to Pfizer, and to the globalists with all the vaccine, the trillions of dollars we spent on vaccines and pharmaceutical industries, and with all the fake power plays. Oh, you can't take vit- vitamin D, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, all of those solutions, all of those therapeutics, all of those things were answers to the problem. But they were not... They were not 
profitable. There was no profit in in uh, out of patent solutions. So the only thing that Fauci and the government endorsed was patented solutions, and they made truckloads of money off of it. And that's what it, that's what it was. It was about profiteering. Woody Harrelson is upset about it. Even Woody Harrelson, remember? Woody Harrelson, the actor? He did a Saturday Night Live special and he made, ruffled some feathers. And Woody Harrelson was even saying, you know, I hate that when they, uh, when they uh, exer- do, do war just to profit. Well, pushing Russia out of the START missile treaty is all about getting back into an arms race. And the arms race benefits who? The military-industrial complex. Who pays for the military-industrial complex? You. Again, it's a theft from the middle class to the military-industrial complex. Just like COVID was a theft from the middle class to the globalist agenda. Are you starting to get it? Are we not getting this? This is so simple. Biden pushing Putin to pull out of the START weapons treaty is an American industrial complex wet dream run by the bipartisan Democrats and neocons like Lindsey Graham who have hated Trump since day one. Have you been following the East Palestine situation? Have you been following the competition that's going on between DeSantis and Trump. But mainly what you should be following is the favorable color coverage that Fox News is giving to DeSantis. It's unbelievable how much favorability DeSantis is getting from Fox News. Even when Trump goes to East Palestine, we're Trump should be getting all the news coverage. It's his event. He's doing something that nobody else is doing. He's stepping up and helping, you know, shining a spotlight on East Palestine, which has just been devastated by this chemical catastrophe. And all they want to do is talk about DeSantis being up in one poll and and frankly, it's kind of funny, but you know there was two polls by Interactive Polls. Uh, this company is called Interactive Polls. They're pretty good, and they they came out with a poll that said Trump was up like fifty to thirty four percent over DeSantis, and that was like the primary. That was like just Republicans. Then they came out with another poll that said who would do better against Biden, and what they had was Trump losing to Biden by a couple of points, and. DeSantis beating Biden by a couple of points. And it it cued me to thinking, this is not right. What what has happened to the independents, the independent voters or the libertarians, where they, they can't vote for, they'll vote for Biden over Trump, but they'll vote for DeSantis over Biden. When Trump is really the answer to the problems. And, and not only that, why are these people allowing 
the mainstream media to set the narrative, like Fox News. We already know that CNN and MSNBC are in the tank for the left. But Fox News was one of the things that Trump needed. He, he needed one network. He needed one social media platform. I mean, he doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't have Facebook. He doesn't have Instagram. He doesn't have Fox News now. And you could see already that someone like McDaniels has a hidden agenda against Trump. Ronald McDaniel, who won that stupid election to get another seat as RNC chair against Harmeet uh, Dillon. And she won that. And we got, we got McDaniel in as head of RNC. We got McCarthy in as Speaker of the House. And guess who's still leading the Republican Party in the Senate? McConnell. We got all the McRhinos still getting reelected to be in charge of this stupid political system that we have. Tell me the fix isn't in. Tell me it's not rigged. It's ridiculous. But Fox News is giving DeSantis more coverage than Trump during Trump's visit to East Palestine. In other news, Jeb Bush endorsed DeSantis. Hmm. I said this, save the middle class. Military industrial complex love the profits made from nuclear missile arms races with other superpowers. Biden and NATO pushed Russia out of the START weapons treaty. What is the difference from when the middle class paid billions for World Economic Forum Pfizer vaccines against COVID? It's the same theft controlled by our government. It's exactly what's going on. Here's some news. Arkansas cops rule suicide in death of Clinton aide linked to Jeffrey Epstein, who was found shot and tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck, despite no sign of a weapon. It's absolutely nuts. Of course, it wasn't suicide. It was a murder. China urges for the end of Russia, Russia's invasion of Ukraine as it calls for a ceasefire and peace talks. Beijing releases 12-point plan to solve conflict on eve of the anniversary, anniversary of Putin's war. One year. China's foreign ministry said on Thursday, conflict and war benefit no one. The call for peace talks come on the eve of the Ukraine's war's first anniversary, Biden and neocons like Lindsey Graham will likely reject the plan because they want to redistribute wealth from the middle class to their middle uh, military-industrial complex cronies, just like they did with COVID, redirecting middle-class tax dollars to vaccines that strengthen the World Economic Forum globalist and their radical tyranny. And now they're pushing climate. And climate is all about moving manufacturing to China and India while pushing paper in the West and moving people to cities, inner cities, by confiscating their land, their farmland, like what's happening in the Netherlands. 
And here's another story. Zuckerberg funded group violated Georgia law with $2 million with $2 million for election board. And I said, Dinesh D'Souza did jail time and fined and was fined for so much less. RNC sets up potential showdown with Trump over 2024 nominee loyalty pledge. RNC. Okay. So this is the New York post. It says RNC set up potential showdown with Trump over 2024 nominee loyalty pledge. So let's see what this says. The head of the Republican National Committee said Sunday she expects all GOP candidates will have to sign a pledge to back the party's eventual 2024 nominee, creating a potential showdown with ex-President Trump. RNC McDaniel, uh, that it's likely Republican hopefuls will have to promise to throw their backing behind the party's candidate. If you're going to be a Republican... On the Republican debate stage, asking voters for your support, you should say, I'm going to support the voters. So they're playing that same old game again. It's a rigged system. And they're rigging it. That's what I think. All right. So we got a few video and audio clips that I'm going to play. I did post this one. So there's this big wrangling going on. Um, they're talking about DeSantis and this this anti-woke bill, right? But I had a what I thought was a pretty interesting take on this. Um, it was my own little concoction, but I think this might be true. And and I'm going to play something I heard on Fox and Friends today that made me think of this. I said this, you know. Um, I'm talking about DeSantis and I'm talking about Disney and this thing that's going on with the woke, right? And I said, so DeSantis and Disney were both against woke. Disney folded under woke pressure. DeSantis gave Disney cover where they could act like they were fighting for woke. But in the end, the wrongs of woke were defeated And both Disney and DeSantis won the long game against Woke. What am I saying? I am saying that Disney never was about being woke. Just like a lot of these corporations that would support Wokeism and Black Lives Matter, even though they were burning up their stores in the midst of riots. And you'd say, why would these corporations endorse Black Lives Matter when it was Black Lives Matter riots that were burning down their stores. How in the world could they still be in bed together? What was that all about? They could give two craps about any of that. They don't care about that. They don't care about Black Lives Matter or uh, the gay agenda or LGBTQY or or, uh, trans whatever. Storytelling. They don't care about it. But for some reason, it's, it's, it's mandated. It's mandated by the globalists who control the money. Like BlackRock has a lot of money. If you want BlackRock's support, and you're the mainstream media or you're a corporation, if you want to have access to the global market, you're going to carry this message. You're going to support these groups. 
the George Soros-funded groups. You know, I mean, if we can make crime go up, we can push the digital currency agenda, right? Didn't Lori Lightfoot say that we need to uh, maybe carry less cash in our pocket and that would cut down on the desire for people to uh, mug you? If you don't carry cash, what are they going to steal? That, that'll help the crime rate, right? That'll lower the crime if you just go digital. But we all know that if we go digital, we're going to be then controlled by our speech. It's going to be controlled because then digital is going to be controlled. They're going to control our money. Remember what happened with the Canadians and the truckers in Ottawa, right? They took all their money through GoFundMe and all that. So we know what they're up to. Every single thing they do has a purpose. You know, uh, defund the police, make crime go up, pushes the digital currency agenda. You won't carry cash if you know you're going to get mugged every day. Right? And this whole Disney thing, Disney was being strong-armed by the woke. And they were folding. They were buckling under pressure. Because they knew that the money strings of their bosses were pushing them to push the woke agenda. And if they weren't going to play, then they were going to be in financial trouble. So when DeSantis went after them, I think both Disney and DeSantis were on the same side of the equation. And the outcome was the desired outcome. But Disney acted like they were offended. But they weren't. DeSantis gave them cover. You know, Paul Ryan did that with the border security. Paul Ryan. He said, we have a whole blueprint for um, securing the border, but we just need the guy in the White House to, to help us. And right there, it was, it was Obama was in the White House, Right. He said, we can't get it done because we'd have the wrong president. If we only had the right president, so then Trump comes along. And we all know that Paul Ryan is this globalist scumbag that basically hated Trump. And he was busted. And he, again, had to resign because he was completely exposed. You never had a desire to close that border ever. Because your corporate cronies wanted that slave labor domestically imported in to wash those dishes and and change those sheets and plow that field. That's what it was all about. Paul Ryan was just a flat-out liar. That's all he ever was. He even lied about his marathon score. Remember that? Yeah, I don't. I, I remember it. I don't forget these things. So let's take a listen to that, what I'm talking about, this Disney thing. Um, It's kind of interesting. Let's take a listen. This is going to be Fox and Friends uh, talking about the Disney thing that I was just talking about. If if we take them at if we take these accounts at their at their word, then he understood that Disney shouldn't be weighing in on this. Mm -hmm. Certainly a mischaracterized don't say gay bill, which is not what it was about at all is not in step with the, the ethos of Disney or how people have viewed it. But the left-wing activists, both on the outside and inside the company, won the day. 
And what's been the consequence? A lot of cancellations of Disney and Disney Plus and a lot more pressure from DeSantis Mm -hmm. uh, as a result. Well, and, you know, the the victory here for DeSantis is that politicians, for whatever party you're in, really win uh, when they speak for those that don't have a voice. And this is yet another battle where parents didn't have a voice for what their children are being taught. And he stood up, and that is why there was such a reaction in that battle. Right Governor right. DeSantis was on with our friend Mark Levin of Life, Lynn, Life Liberty and Levin last night. Here's a little bit of what DeSantis said. You talk about things with like the young kids and, and with Disney. And I see that not just through the eyes of a governor, but also through the eyes of a dad. You know, we have a six, a four and a two year old at home. And we just believe as parents, we should be able to send our kids to school, have them watch cartoons without having somebody's sexual agenda shoved down their throats. And so when this issue came up uh, with the sexualization of the curriculum, of course, in Florida, we think that that's inappropriate. And you know what? Republican, Democrat, independent parents agree with us overwhelmingly. But this was something that the left tried to spin up, the media tried to spin up, and then Disney, I think, mistakenly uh, got involved with that. And you know what? The left was smart to try to pressure Disney because for 60 years in the state of Florida, they have gotten every single thing they want uh, from the state of Florida until I became governor. His book comes out tomorrow, will be a bestseller, I am predicting. HarperCollins is the publisher. So, so DeSantis has a new book. It's going to be good. And, um, and not only that, he raised $210 million for his governor race. Um, that's so much more than everybody else. I think Trump during the same period raised $9.8 million or something. Um, I have a clip from that uh, for, through Patrick Bet-David. Patrick uh, that uh, kind of shines a light on that. Here's another um, uh, clip from the Fox and Friends today uh, from Vivek Swami, he's a presidential candidate. Um, and uh, he was talking about the Wuhan lab. Let's take a listen to this. There are two prongs of accountability here. One is accountability for China and for the CCP, which tried to sweep this under the rug. And this will not go lightly. The U.S. needs to lead the way in holding China accountable. But we only have moral standing to hold China accountable if we hold those accountable here at home that purposefully evaded U.S. constraints on gain-of-function research to anyway go through the back door and do it abroad anyway. And I think that accountability starts at home. Then we have the foundation to deliver accountability to the Chinese Communist Party. And it's also a lesson in free speech and open debate, having prevented us from getting to this answer sooner. If we don't learn from our mistakes, we're just going to keep repeating them. That's the lesson of today. He just gave the why. Exactly right. Absolutely. We had our own top level officials involved in this type of research. They didn't want people to know that. And so they collaborated with the Chinese to cover it up. Yeah. And we just want to know. So We outsourced. We outsourced our bioweapon to China. And, and by the way, I'm going to be putting together a show uh, exposing Victoria Newland's history with Russia and Ukraine. And, you know, the State Department and the CIA are controlling this war in Ukraine. They're controlling everything with NATO. And it's disgusting. Um, what they have done is they've basically used Ukraine as a puppet country. And Ukraine has a tremendous amount of biolabs. And we, we've all heard those 
Victoria Newland clips, you know, where she wanted the Nord Stream 2 to be blown up. She also said that there were biolabs in uh, Ukraine. She was afraid that Russia was going to get access to them. Guess what? Russia has access to everything they need. And Russia's starting to spill the beans. And the State Department and the CIA are the doofuses that were running the show over there are going to be exposed because they're in way over their head. They screw up every single mission that they're involved with, whether it's uh, the Taliban in control of Afghanistan or whether it's uh, the bull crap that's going on in Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine has always been a puppet country. And the people that are in charge of American foreign policy are are completely misguided. I think that um you know Jake Sullivan is one of the uh one of the one of the most radically inept corrupt foreign policy makers that I've ever seen. Jake Sullivan. He was the foreign policy advisor under Obama and the foreign policy advisor under Biden. So let's take a listen to, um, there's a couple of things I wanted to play uh, with regard to COVID. This is Woody Harrelson talking with um, uh, Bill Maher. Let's take a listen. Is the CDC promoting that we have to do all of these things, right? I just, I don't like profiteering in war, you know? Right. Think of the billions of dollars that have gone to big pharma. But I'm, I was getting back to my original point. The last people I would trust with my health is big pharma and big government because neither one of those strike me as caring entities. You Spoken know? as the perfect redneck hippie. Really. <laughs> if that message doesn't... I mean, the they're notes, all about profit. Exactly. They're all about profit. And both sides and know that. it's obscene the profit they've made. I think they've done a lot of studies about vitamin D and how important it was when the people who had low levels, they were much more um, vulnerable to COVID. Why not yeah. tell people that? Can't yeah. you make money selling vitamin D? Is it that kind of, what's the well, worst that could but, happen? But that's just it, man. There was only one thing, you know, ivermectin got made into a, you know, horse tranquilizer, uh, a horse whatever it is. Which it is, but one, also one, used one, by humans. Uh, it's used by millions and millions, millions of humans. Uh, hydroxychloroquine got uh, made ridiculous. Um, and there was only one thing that could work, and that's the vaccine, right? And so ultimately, because of that, billions of dollars was made. Here's the CD. That's what it was all about, folks. And Woody Harrelson, who knew? Cheers, remember? There's a meme. Woody Harrelson says this. We live in a completely corrupted world where every government is just a bunch of businessmen working for a bigger bunch of businessmen, and none of them give a crap about the people. The sad fact is no one knows how to change it because no one knows how to take on the corporations. That's true. So here's one little small piece of his Saturday Night Live monologue that he gave when he opened the show this past this past weekend. Um, here's Woody Harrelson. 
And start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea of being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. (laughs) He said a mouthful there, didn't he? And uh, there wasn't a lot of laughter to that because, again, uh, he's really going after the radical left there. And a lot of people don't really under, fully understand these things, but uh, you know where where he stands on things. But he's sort of scary because he's got the inside track on the hearts and minds of that other side. That's what's so scary. So Dr. Anthony Fauci funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab, lied to Congress about it, and both, and now both the FBI and Department of Energy have concluded that the coronavirus originated at the Wuhan lab. Does that mean Dr. Fauci funded the development of COVID-19? Yeah, of course it is. Let's see. We, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In our health lead, we now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in a lab. NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute. The National Institutes of Health acknowledged that it funded research of a virus that was studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The experiment unexpectedly, we're told, made a bat coronavirus more contagious than the original naturally occurring one. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. A new letter raising questions about experiments in a Wuhan lab. What was, let me finish. Take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And, and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. For years, the National Institutes of Health provided grant money to the EcoHealth Alliance Research Group, which conducted experiments with bat coronaviruses in Wuhan, China. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. Well, we don't wait know a minute. It didn't I come can the lab, but all you. the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You. And there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. National Institute of Health admitted this week that it funded controversial gain-of-function research using coronaviruses at a lab in China at the epicenter of the pandemic, contradicting claims from Dr. Anthony Fauci that American tax dollars never paid for that kind of research. I have not lied before Congress. I have never lied. Certainly not before Congress. Case closed. Said Fauci, the liar. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Um, Crazy. Let's take a listen to this. This, uh, oh, wow, actually. Um, hmm. 
I have so many, so many things that I could be sharing with you guys. Let's take a listen to this one right here. This is this is important. This is uh, Tucker. Data to compare outcomes after the COVID-19 vaccines with outcomes after the influenza vaccine. And it found a 1,200-fold increase in menstrual abnormalities and a 57-fold increase in miscarriages. Wait, where's Planned Parenthood on this? Don't they care about women? There's also a 38-fold increase in stillborn or fetal death rate. Dr. James Thorpe co-authored the paper. He is a board-certified OBGYN maternal fetal medicine specialist. And we're happy to have him join us tonight. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on. These, you know, to the layman, these seem like very dramatic numbers. Is that how you read them? Uh, Yes, Tucker. And uh, first of all, thank you very much for giving my patients a voice. My my views are not shared uh, by my employer, maybe not. But let's start out. One can make a very strong argument, Tucker, that the pushing of these experimental COVID-19 vaccines globally is the greatest violation of medical ethics in the history of medicine, maybe humanity. We have never, ever broken the sacral sanct golden rule of pregnancy. Never, ever. I've published extensively in my career and extensively in the last three years all on COVID. And what we've seen, this article, we're honored that I hear that it's going to be a lead feature article in a major peer-reviewed medical journal, which will be published, God willing, March 1st. And let me set the scenario. What we did was we compared the COVID-19 vaccine adverse events over 18 months with that of the influenza vaccine over 282 months. Now, Tucker, the uh, FDA and the CDC, this is governmental data, and they use a danger threshold. We did it exactly by their rigorous recommendations of twofold or greater is abnormal. What you said is true. We found a 1,200-fold increase in severe menstrual abnormalities, a 57-fold increase in miscarriage, a 38-fold increase in fetal death or stillbirth rates. And um, we found 15 other major pregnancy complications, all far exceeding the CDC and the FDA. Wow. That's, uh, I hate to end it on that. I hate to end the show on that note. <laughs> but in any case, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the Scott Adams show today. We have a lot more uh, that we're going to be sharing with you tomorrow. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, be sure to check out magapack.org. Make a donation if you can. Use Red State over at mypillow.com and visit scottadamsshow.com for the latest podcast. We'll see you next time on the radio. Bye bye, everybody.